Welcome back to Stratford and Chat. It's been a long international break. Thank God we're, we're done with that. Not the greatest match to come back to. Um, Max, how's it going? Chris, it's good to be back. That was a miserable international break. I absolutely despise two weeks without Premier League football. Um, but, you know, two weeks later and we come back to this. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Imagine <laughs> waiting two weeks for this. Dude, it was such a... Oh, I mean, I guess, I guess we're going to get into it. But, like, man, <laughs> we had to wait two weeks for this. Come on, man. I know over the week we were just like, oh, this is so depressing. We don't have Champions League football. We don't have Premier League to wake up to. And then you just, I was excited. Like yesterday, the City and Spurs match. I mean, pretty good match. And then <laughs> whatever happened, you know, starting from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., I just, it's a, it's a gaping hole in my mind at this point. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't want to be, you know, because I'm a, I'm a pretty pessimistic guy. Okay, I'll I'll be the first to admit it. Like, you know, I'm not the most optimistic person out there, but uh, we are. I mean, based off this performance, we are bad. <laughs> like, we are nowhere near top six with that kind of performance. Um, man, a one nil loss, or sorry, a, a one nil win to West Brom, a team that um, is winless in the Premier League and has conceded. 17 goals so far this season and we need a penalty a pe- a penalty to beat them i mean that's that's worrying man i'm worried about that it just feels like we play down to the level of our opponents and then and then we play up, have... <laughs> and then play up to our opponents as well do you think well yeah exactly like we just have to pretend every relegation team is some champions league team i guess (laughs) it's it's uncanny just how on our best day we can take down one of the best sides in germany or in in france but on the different on the weekends we struggle against (laughs) against a a, a fake a fake norwich (laughs) a a prime relegation side a a scuffed norwich team i mean (laughs) michael michael owen said it said it fast i mean this is a make no mistake about it this is a a championship team that Manchester United is struggling against. I don't even think that's a harsh assessment either. It's a reality. It's, it's a reality. That's literally what West Brom are. Like, so you would be hard pressed to think of two or three players that play for West Brom right now. Sam Johnstone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Sam Johnson and Ivanovic. He plays there. I had, dude, I had no was idea crazy. Ivanovic was still playing in the Premier League. Good for him. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I thought he'd retired. I, I, was thought, I always thought he'd be, because I know Zabaleta for City retired recently. And oh, I yeah. thought Ivanovic was sort of on the same path. Yeah, but, no, I, but I, thought, I thought Ivanovic went abroad somewhere. Um, yeah, back to Russia. Is he, is he Russian? No, no. That, that, sorry, he's not Russian. What is he? Uh, he Serbian? Is Serbian, I believe. He's Serbian. Yeah. My apologies to our Serbian <laughs> listeners. Yeah all, our, yeah, all our Serbian guys. Sorry about yeah. that. Serbian, um, <laughs> Serbian community. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the uh, the how we set up before the match, our, our lineup. I think we went back, we went back to a 4-2-3-1. Yeah. Uh, major additions to the side. Matic starts, I believe, because we've had the international break. 
He's no longer on international duty anymore. Tejas, man's recovered from COVID. God bless. Really happy to see that. And Juan on the right, because Mason, I don't think he is match. Yeah, he's 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 not match fit. Yeah, he's he's not match fit yet. Um, Ollie was kind of talking about working him back up to to fitness. Um, Pogba with a sore ankle. Yeah, he debatable. picked up. I don't know on Friday or Thursday after the international break. I don't know. Question marks about that for sure. Because wasn't he saying like there him and him and Oli like had a meeting and 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 Pogba was talking about how he's like he's so you know he's he's feeling good after two games like feeling ready to go and all of a sudden oh yeah but his ankle's messed up like I don't know I don't know about that. I wonder if it was because Oli thought. Oh, we're playing West Brom. What was the worst that could happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no. West Brom is uh, apparently they're a great team compared to us. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, it's uh, it's good that we got back to uh, you know a four-two-three-one better than the than the uh, diamond that uh, we've seen a couple times. Um, like we play better in that formation usually. Uh, this game is another exception. I, I don't think we played well at all. Um, if we're going to talk about like general game assessment, um, I mean, this was just, uh, a terrible performance. Um, like the, at no point did I feel like West Brom was under any pressure from us. Um, and that's frustrating, you know, because when you're playing a team like this, you want to, you want to basically have your foot on their throat and then create, just keep on creating chances. But like West Brom was pretty calm and, confident like we weren't generating anything um and then I, I like we were talking and i think at right before half time i said two things are going to happen one we're going to s- squeak away with a one nil win from a penalty or um two i think something like west brom is gonna you know f- find the back of the net in the last like 10 minutes or something like that and what do you know we get a penalty and that's how we win. <laughs> I think it's crazy how at home, at Old Trafford, you know, we're supposed to, Old Trafford's supposed to, be, supposed to be this fortress for us. It's, it feels like we welcome our guests. And be like, oh, have a seat, you know, get settled in. Yeah. Would, Do your thing. Would, would you like some champagne with that maybe? Champagne with that. Would you like some tea? Would you like yeah. some cookies with that? It, it, it frustrates me to to see you know a, a united side just let our opponents get settled in we're supposed to make them uncomfortable as much as possible and it it's not like we oh, okay you know apart from let's say in the first half the apart from the Martial chance right and a lot i think the commentators picked up on this we were just making it easy for west brom to defend we were just trying to chip over you know over the top long balls like we weren't trying to break them down you know quick packs quick passes um very incisive approach that that comes down to Ole, in my opinion yeah right that's yeah. how we set up i mean i i thought about that and it's like at the end of the day why did we beat this team and it's not cuz i for me the answer wasn't because we're a better team I think the answer was just because we have better players and for that reason, like we can beat them. Um, But we're not necessarily the better team. 
And when you think about that, that makes me want to point the finger towards towards Ollie, right? Like, you know, he's not necessarily finding the best way for these players to play together. And that's management, that's coaching. Um, because a lot of the times at the beginning of this game, I was thinking to myself, like, where is a goal going to come from? You know, like, how, how are we going to score here? Um, and it's, this has been kind of the theme under, under Ollie, right? Like, we just have no creativity going forward. Um, and without Bruno, I mean, where would we be? Because he is our, like, our only creative player at this point. He's creating everything. And there's nothing else being generated from, 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 from anybody else if it's not Bruno. Let's talk about uh, you know, the chance that Martial had in the first half. Yeah. I think it was a nice interception by Maguire. Maguire does well to bring it up forward, to lay it off to Marcus. Marcus cuts inside. I think he picks Bruno out. Bruno with a lovely layoff to Martial. That was our, probably our only, like, the only good play we had that entire game, I think. It, yeah, it was a really nice run of play. Yeah. Like, but Martial needs to do better. You know, like it, I, Michael Owen, you know, we talked about this before. Michael Owen was totally right. Shout out Michael Owen. Michael Owen. Man United player. <laughs> Man United legend. Yeah, for that, yeah. that uh, winner <laughs> against City. <laughs> what was it in 2011, 2010, something like that? Yeah. I mean, nice save by Johnston, uh, Johnstone to, to get down really quickly, but yeah, I so, really hoped. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, that, you know, brilliant piece of play, like great transition football right there right like that's that's what we love to see right that's like you know you you say the man united of old right from from defense to offense in a matter of seconds um great job by mcguire finds rashford and rashford picks out just a peach of a ball to bruno and bruno with the with the daftest of touches to marshall and you know credit to marshall he gets contact and credit to sam johnson because he does a good job of you know getting down to his left saving it good for him right but you're right Marshall needs to do better there um you know chances are few and far in between especially in this team um so I'd like to see Marshall bury those chances definitely and find one of the corners like Michael Owen said (laughs) do you think it has a lot to do that you know I, I guess we just came back from the international break maybe we had two or maybe one chances to prepare for the match. But I don't think that's necessarily a good excuse either. I don't want to take that excuse. No, um, because honestly, if you see how Spurs set up against City, right? If you have a, you know, a very experienced manager like Jose, I think it's very clear on what he expects of his players. And mm-hmm. watching Spurs play, you know, just a couple hours before our match, it, there's a stark difference. They were just set up perfectly, I think. I, yeah. I, I mean, I would hate, like, I would hate to, and, and we were in that position, right, where he sets up his teams where it's like just you're just defending the entire game and then and then you you, you rely on, like, one or two chances to win the game. I, I, I don't like that, that style of play. I don't think it's that sustainable unless you have really top-class, high-quality players, which Mourinho kind of does right now, right? Like, the partnership between... Um, Kane and and Son right now is is just I mean world class. So he's kind of the way he set up for Man City was he was just trying to ride that coattail uh, coattail 
um, with between those two players, right? Um, and and it worked for him, but it's not always going to work. But I think Kane is in the form of his life right now. Oh, absolutely. Right, and and Sonny too. Sonny. And a lot of people were concerned. Oh, he's going to make Sonny and Kane track back all the time. He's going to suck the living creativity out of them. But I think if you have clinical players who absolutely take your chances, like they, they'll punish you. Yeah, right? but Mourinho sides will punish you when given the chance. I mean, but he needs those like world class players, right? Like that mm. top top quality. Like he had that at Madrid, and he was really successful, right? Um, and I think he has it. He didn't really have it with us at United. I feel like. Um, but he he does have it with with Tottenham in Kane in Son Bale coming off the bench and even even Bergvine found some success right but it's it's really strange right like Kane is in this I guess we're kind of going on a on a separate tangent here but you know Kane is really finding his own from dropping back more yeah um, and even defending sometimes like I like you're you're saying like oh like you're worried about about Kane dropping back and stuff but. He has been dropping back, defending, but then also supplying um, Sun and and Bale and Bergwijn. Like he's an amazing passer, and he's just added that to his game. Um, so you know, kudos to Kane. I'm not the biggest Kane fan in the world, but I I, I got to give respect where it's uh, where it's due here because he's just been immense. Yeah, shout out Kane, shout out Sunny, shout out Jose. Really, still miss Jose. I'm just sad it didn't work just out. Just a great personality. He's killing yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. On, he is killing it on Instagram, by the way. Like those. Yeah, his, I've seen the post, his, man. His posts on Instagram are elite. Absolutely elite. Yeah. Shame it didn't <laughs> work out, man. Yo, so I, I look at my notes. I wrote, I wrote something like, damn, I should have baked cookies in the meantime or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. How, that's, that's how, how uneventful we, it was. That's how we felt about the, the game. In the first half. So. Um, at halftime, you know, Max, you, you, you spoke about talking about your two scenarios. Uh, you manifested scenario one, which was that we're going to squeak out a penalty. And maybe underserved, yeah. right? Yeah. Undeserved is, is right in this point. Yeah. Just like silly, like, again, like we can talk about, I, I guess we, we should talk about the two penalties, right? Um, yeah, let's do that. Like the, so let's start with the one right before the one that was given to us. And that was the one that was called on Bruno and then that was overturned. Um, I guess we had kind of two different opinions on this one. Um, I thought it was a pen for sure. I really thought it was a pen. See, I am of the opinion that it's not. And there's a couple of different avenues that we could take this conversation uh, into. Um, the first being, I think that um, just to start off, there needs to be a different um, like level of judgment from the referee's perspective when it comes to determining whether something's a foul in the box compared to the rest of the pitch. Okay. That's like, that's number one. So when the referees, you know, say there's play going on in the box, um, I think he needs to uh, accept a little bit more contact. You know what I mean? Or just be um, less generous when it comes to giving fouls. Like there shouldn't be the same standard in the box compared to the rest of the pitch. Okay, like that's just my opinion because and in this specific scenario, and this is just proof of that, right? Because yes, Bruno touches the player, but it's never enough contact for him to go down. Like that's not, the player literally goes down just because he felt um, contact on his, on his shin from, from Bruno. 
And that's after the fact where Bruno might or might not have touched the ball. So if, if there's contact there to not even like, it doesn't even make sense for him to go down there. Right. Like he, he's standing still and he touches his shin. How does that make you go down? Do do, do you know what I'm trying to, trying to say here? Yeah, but I, I just think it's still a hack regardless. And it was such a boneheaded decision to even try that tackle in the box. Here's how I would think of it. If that were the other way around, I would be screaming for a penalty. 100%. I guess, I guess any, any fan would. But I would hope that the level-minded fan, non-partisan fan, at the, after the game, when it's all said and done, would be like, oh, okay, maybe that's not a penalty right I, I mean i'd like to think that i would think like that but. i think yeah i think you're you're of the opinion that you know right as you said fouls should be treated differently in the box compared to those outside of the box yeah i'm of the opinion that a foul is a foul right interesting see yeah i'm not i'm not there yeah because i because i think that if, if you go with that mentality then there's just they're just going to call everything every every little you know, touch of contact in the box. They're just going to, every player is going to go down just to abuse it as much as they can. And like, whereas if, if, if they do that, you know, on the pitch, I feel like that's, that's less disruptive to the game. That's more acceptable because that's just part of the game. I feel like it already happens though. A lot of penalties are called pretty, like a lot of weak calls are pretty, um, I think the refs are more inclined obviously to, to give a penalty when, when they, even there's a slight contact, right? But I, I okay. Do you think if I I have I need to rewatch it again? But do you think the the West Bromwich was it Gallagher? I don't know who it was, but do you think he was sort of at like initiating the contact a bit? Not really, right? It, it it's was more Gallagher. Like, he wasn't he wasn't initiating it at all. But. Yeah, like Bruno literally chops him down. That's okay, relax. He doesn't chop him down. Okay, that's that's a bit aggressive, but. Yes, he makes contact with his shin, like his shin pad, a shin pad to shin pad. Um, but again, from my perspective, that's not contact that would make a that would make Gallagher fall down. Gallagher goes down because he feels contact. Like he, you know that. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like that doesn't make him trip up or anything, right? He is stationary essentially, and then Bruno taps his shin pad as he's kicking the ball and he slightly gets the ball as well. That's not, that's not a penalty. It's a weird double standard, but I know for sure that Bruno would have gone down if he were in that situation. Of course he, he would. Were. Of course. Yeah, and, of course. And he has, he's done the same thing. Um, but I would like to think that I would be of the sound mind to say, okay, that's not a penalty, you know, because I'm an objective person. At, I'm a realistic person at the end of the day. Um, so going to the penalty, I guess we don't want to, drag on too much with penalty talk because um it's just a rabbit hole that we can get into but um the penalty given to us (laughs) again with the like with the hands thing i mean honestly that's a pen pen. there's no way about it like i don't know i don't know what the rule is when it comes to handball in the box anymore i really don't like my opinion is that if your hand is out um not on your sides. I think. I think. I think, that is, I think the verbiage is unnatural position. Right. 
So was that an unnatural position for that player to have his to have his hands there when the ball struck his hands? Mm. Because again, I'm going to take it back to Michael Owen because I, I did watch his punditry post game, um, and you know, a player like that, him, what he's doing, he's essentially bringing his arms in, right? He's turning his back and bringing his arms in as Mata strikes the ball, and then it catches his arms when he's kind of bringing it in, bringing it in. And I would argue that that's not an unnatural position necessarily. I think that's the argument is that it impeded the cross coming in. But like see, the hand was out. Yeah, but I don't think I, I don't think that's what refs think about. I think that's I think the verbiage for them is unnatural position. Because I tried to look at it like that, like, oh, like, you know, if the hand blocks the ball from going in or whatever, then they would call it. But that's not the only thing you have to consider, though, right? It depends on whether, like, how far um, is the distance between the person who crossed versus the defender. Yeah, and then the time they have super to react. Yeah, but if it's super close, right? Then it's like, how do you expect a defender to get his hands out of the way? But that exactly, but the, like that was close though between Mata and and the West Brom player. Like they weren't like they weren't that far apart. It doesn't like, fit my narrative. Like like how much time does he have to really react to that? It's, my point, okay. My point is, the refs have been extremely inconsistent when it comes to calling a handball in the box and awarding penalties. That's just that's just my opinion. I don't understand. Like, there's no clear rule when it comes to that. They haven't elaborated any clear rule there. So, whatever benefits us, <laughs> VAR um, is Barchester United. VAR is honestly on on its way again to repeating as Player of the Season. No cap. You know, so many times we've been saved by VAR. Again, we could talk about even the penalty kick itself, right? That's a whole other thing about oh the keeper God. being off his line. We really had it all in this game, eh? Yeah, for real. But I think to defend Sam, you know, being off his line, it, it, is, tr- it is tricky for, for goalkeepers to sort of time their jump, right? But he's Despite- kind of an idiot. Like, what does he think is like? What does he think is going to happen if he 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 jumped off his line there? Like, what do you think is going to happen? But you just need at least one foot on the line, right? You need to teach keepers that you can. As long as you keep one toe, right? Whatever, one pixel on the line. Yeah, but that instance was egregious. Like he was way off his line, right? Like that was obvious. Like that, that, like that was basically cheating because he just completely off his line by the time Bruno gets to the ball. I guess the thing with Bruno's hop kicks, I think he loses a lot of power. Yeah. Right when he because he's not there's not much power in the shot itself. Well, but he sacrifices that. Um, to sort of see the goalkeepers move first. Yeah, I mean, essentially, he's he's waiting for the keeper to make a move, right? So yeah, he's going to sacrifice power there. Um, hey, it's the second time he's missed. I know, but I don't. Do you count them as misses? No, never happened, and you'll never see it in the history books. So mm. that's all that matters. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we'll move on. I nothing really happened much. To be honest, after that, um, let me think about it. <laughs> uh, dude, honestly, not really. Um, I the, mean, the, the performance has just been dismal, man. It's just not what you expect from us. It's just, it's just a really bad performance, and we're we are honestly like 
almost a quarter into the season. And I mean, we have no, I mean, there's been no evidence of just improvement in these last couple of games. I mean, there have been, you know, signs. I I still think the, the win against Everton two weeks ago, that's a solid win. It's a solid win in terms of you're looking at a much, much better side than West Brom too. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a solid win in terms of like, you're looking at West Brom and you know, they have a decent position in the table, good players away from home. It's a good win. But I think I'm still of the opinion that that game, we didn't necessarily perform very well. Um, Yo, so I, I wrote down Marcus with the bruh moment in my notes. Do you remember what that, what I'm referring to? That's like, I think at that point, I just didn't yeah. elaborate. Yeah, so there was a chance in the second half. Um, I forget what the buildup was, but essentially, I think Bruno gets it on, on the wing on the right, and he, and he essentially whips the ball in, and it finds its way to Marcus, and he's like just looking right in front of the keeper, staring at him with the ball at his feet. And he just waits. Oh, right. <laughs> and he just and he just waits. And then he just so like calmly, he just kicks it towards Sam Johnson. And all he has to do is just put his left. Oh, hand right. And he just saves it. And and that's why we're like, bro, like what? Come on, Marcus, like bury that, right? I, it's just one of those days. But he's still a king. That's okay. I mean, yeah, he's still a king. Yeah, yeah, still a king. Nothing bad to say about Marcus Rashford MBE, but he's got to finish that. Yeah, dude, I'm just, it's so funny. All, like the rest of my notes, it's like, how are we making relegation sides look so talented? Like we're basically inviting West Brom to attack us at our own, our own ground. Yeah, like, it, was, it, was, it was just a negative, it was just a negative game. Um, I think we were lucky to just come out with a win. I think a tie was a fair result, um, even though, and like West Brom, West Brom had their chances, right? Um, I actually want to touch on, uh, David De Gea, yeah, too. I think that credit to him this season, he's been super solid, and he's been um, keeping Dean Henderson outside of the picture, which might force a loan move. But that's a testament to how solid De Gea has been for us. Um, so, are you saying once Dino leaves the club on loan in January, <laughs> he's going go to go back? forms like. Maybe, maybe, because maybe it's maybe it's the competition, right? That's that's pushing De Gea back to uh, this level. But he's been solid for us, man. Um, he had a couple of good saves here, like his classic kick saves. Um, but yeah, right just, before the penalty, right, right before Bruno's penalty. Yeah, yeah. But just just in general, um, just wanted to take a moment to to say that he's just been solid for us, um, and that and that's what's keeping Dino, you know, from from walking into the team. Yeah, look at all all the De Gea haters. They're pretty quiet. They are, man. I have a buddy Super of mine. Quiet. Super I a, quiet. I have a buddy of mine that constantly rips into me about De Gea. You know, saying that he's a terrible keeper. Who does he support? Uh, Bayern Munich. Okay, so he. I mean. Yeah, I mean, we can't talk anything about Bayern Munich. Sure. Yeah, but you know, he always brings up. Uh, I mean, he's a German guy, so he always brings up uh, Neuer or Stegen. I mean, De Gea is the only keep, like one of the few keepers that have been close to Neuer's level in the past five years, though. Uh, yeah, but I would argue that five years ago or four years ago, three years ago, he was De Gea better. was he, yeah. yeah, he was the best keeper in the world. I, yeah, yeah. People yeah. have short memories. Like what is exactly? This? He was like he was the best. 
Use I still additive. think he's top five in the world, De Gea. Of course, of course. And this yeah. season, he's had a solid season. I just, I just want to bring that up because um, I think we kind of we've we've we, like we've been omitting talking yeah. about De Gea, and I think that that's a testament to just the fact that he's been solid and we've had nothing to complain about really. Yeah, shout out to him and his girlfriend. I think they're having a kid too. So you know, yeah, they're they're really putting down their roots in uh, in in Manchester now. They're going full because at one point it seemed like they were Gonzo, but now they're. Now yeah, pretty five years ago, like if you told me, yeah, De Gea is going to become one of the better keepers in the world, and he's going to stay the old fax machine. Crazy man! I, they should put that fax machine in the museum somewhere. That'd be so funny. It would just pain me so much if we don't get to see De Gea lift a trophy, like a major trophy, like the Premier League or the Champions League, with us. He's done so much for the club. Yeah, but unfortunately, Chris, uh, I think that's going to be the case i don't think we're going to see him lifting a uh, a premier league trophy anytime soon how many years do you think he has left at united how old is he i think in his th- early 30s early 30 30s? 31 i think he has two more years with us max you think so where would he go back to spain somehow or yeah sg no i think back to spain yeah i think so i mean look Dino is, he is coming, right? He is the next guy. And at one point, we're going to have to commit to him. Um, De Gea has just been a, uh, a really good servant to the club. Um, but, you know, it, I feel like Dean Henderson's getting slightly impatient. And then, you know, that's a testament to um, the links of Dean Henderson moving in January. Like, do you think that's going to happen? Do, 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 like, do you think he's going to move in January? It really depends on what Gareth Southgate tells him. Because I know I'm, I'm quite sure that Dino would want the number one spot at the Euros for England. But my money's on, you know, so who are the three competing keepers for England? We're talking oh. about Henderson, Pope, and Pickford. Yeah. And trust me, I don't know why Gareth Southgate... Gareth Southgate does a lot of questionable things, in my opinion. Sure. To be honest, Henderson should easily be the number one of england well but that's just my personal opinion i mean i think if, if you wanted to base it on sheer talent i think i think you would put henderson as number one but the fact that yeah the fact that he doesn't get consistent games in means that pickford is the obvious choice but honestly there's not that much competition i think if henderson was playing consistently he would be number one by far 100 um, percent but so, Pickford is just all over the place but for some reason scare southgate loves loves to play pickford because he's he plays he's been playing i think that's the only reason um and i think that's frustrating for it's not like he's been playing well either it's ridiculous i know but exactly there's not that much competition i mean honestly the england team and this is like classic but the england team always looks really good like they have great players you know from top to bottom um but they don't they don't perform well or they you know they lose to iceland like um so I don't know. It's 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 frustrating for for Henderson not to not to be starting for England, especially when it's right there, right, right, right there for the taking. Uh, but I just think he has the baddest time. I think I think the Euros might not be for him yet, um, but I think he should set his eyes on like on 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 the World Cup. That's literally next year anyway. So exactly. That's yeah. that that's, that's a more weird. realistic timeline. That's weird to say. Is like, it, is it next year? Yeah, twenty twenty two. Right. Is usually I, what okay. like. Did they not push yeah. it back though? 
I guess they can, right? If they would want to get back on the cycle. I can't imagine they would they would want to um, postpone it. And it actually might work out better for um, wait, is it supposed to be in Qatar, right? Yeah. With the COVID, you know, situation sort of disrupting the schedule, maybe this is the time to because they, they were they're really pushing for a Winter World Cup, right? So, yeah, yeah, I, I, be, I don't know what the I don't know how to feel about that. That's it's it's, it's too far in the future at this point. We got it. It's literally next year, man. It's next year. Oh, come on, come on, this crazy. We can we can talk about that later. Actually, that's a really interesting topic. Let's let's just focus on this season and then the Euros and then we'll get there eventually. Yeah, um, I guess we're you know maybe just slowly to wrap up. Let's just talk about Ole, right? Again, very questionable from his side of tactics. Yeah, do man. Do you think huge huge match against Istanbul? Well, we I we cannot we cannot lose this. Yeah, there's I, no other choice. I mean, I hope I hope we don't lose that one. I mean, that's that's just there for the taking. It puts us in a commanding position in the Champions League uh, group stage if we if. But uh, I, I still pretty I feel pretty good about our chances against um, PSG at home. PSG, I think they lost to Monaco over the weekend. They're not looking very very well collected. I'd say. Sure, but they have Neymar and Mbappe, so. Yeah, but. That goes out we the have, window. We have Axel. Uh, Axel Tunzevi. <laughs> yeah, Tunzevi. There we go. They're 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 going to be in his pocket. Yeah, easy. Listen, um, um, like they they didn't deal with Mykonos Maguire. Okay. Clumsy Mykonos Maguire. I mean, listen. If we win, if we win on Tuesday, it puts us in a great position, and we all of a sudden, you know, we win that, and then we go to Southampton on the weekend. We win that. Okay. Now we're starting to get a little bit of momentum. Happy days again. Happy days. A little bit of momentum. Ole's job isn't in question. And then we put in a terrible performance against another team. And then it's Ole's, Ole's head is on the line again. And it's I, I just think that this season we're, we're in for this constant cycle of, oh my God, we're terrible. Fire him. Sack him. Bring in Poch. To, okay. oh my God, we're so good. We have great players. Like We're on the come up. I think that's just what okay, we're so in for. So here's the thing. Right, we're actually ahead of Arsenal now, um, yeah. with a game in hand. Yeah, and if we win our game in hand, we're actually just four points away from the top of the league. I mean, so yeah, okay, it's it's that's still, actually not it's not it's still it's still salvageable, right? Of course, of course, of course. It's it's still don't get me wrong, it's still salvageable. But what concerns me is not the league position table; it's how we're playing, and. The, and, you know, case in point was how we played against West Brom. We did not play well. And it's just boring. There's just no creativity going forward. And I've seen that before with with, with Ole very recently. And but I I just I don't feel see like improvement. All, all good sides still manage to find a way to win. But are we a good side? I like to think so, yes. <laughs> I don't think so right now. I like to think so. I think we're very capable, but it's just like get it's a it's maybe it's a mental block or something. But do you think do you think that our win against West Brom here was finding a way to win? Listen, if we're gonna play I think, like I think it was given to us. I think it, it was, if it was we're gonna play like Christmas shit, gift. if we're gonna play like shit, then it's 
we might as well get the three points. Yeah, but that's but that's yeah. not finding a way to win, right? Like uh, we still found a way to win. <laughs> that's so good. I don't know how no, you we, would count that. We as did a way. it. VAR did. Yeah, maybe the defender shouldn't have stuck out his hand. Rules yeah, are rules. I guess so. But listen, when I think of finding a way to win, I think of you're kind of dominating the game, um, and the other team is like basically just putting twelve people behind the ball, and then you get this grimy goal, like a header inside the box or there's a scramble on the box and, and you win, right? And it's a team like like Liverpool that would find a way to win like that eventually. But um, you could also argue this wasn't our strongest 11. I still think McTominay and Fred are the best pairing. Right, right, right. That's yeah. a double pivot. And we didn't really address that, right? Like the yeah. fact that Mata was playing in this game um, just confused the hell out of me because he doesn't offer us anything going forward, really. I mean, this entire game, we attacked on whatever side Mata wasn't on this entire game, and he doesn't offer us anything defensively either. So I'm really puzzled. Besides, I don't like think it rotation, was based off form. Yeah, I think it's, it's more like, oh, you didn't go on international duty, so you're fresh. Let's go. He's available, right? Yeah, but same as Matic as well. Yeah, but again, so that's a problem with our depth. Like, we just don't have the right players that can that can you know do the job in the meantime because. Uh, Matic looked off the pace completely, right? Um, he's kind of looks like an old man out there, to be honest. Um, and Matza doesn't give us anything. Uh, Fred, Fred looked okay. Um, and but you're right. Like as soon as McTominay came on, I think he's way better. Um, that's just proof, which I'm happy about. I'm, I'm happy about McTominay's progress. I think he's developing into a solid, a solid player. So that's I great. I think his passing has improved for sure. He's more, he's, and... he's more confident on the ball too. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't rush passes as much as he used to. And um, he, 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 he can kind of beat players sometimes. So, you know. Like he, he's, he's very mobile for his height. That's what yeah. I like about him. Mm-hmm. He, he's, like, he's, a very, he's a brute. Yeah. And he's an enforcer that, you know, I think every team should have. Oh, and also, I guess we're kind of going over these players now at like the end of the pod here. But, yeah, yeah. Um, Tejas, pretty, pretty good uh, debut in the Premier League, I'd say. Um, it's okay. I, I feel like he'll be caught out defensively against better teams, maybe. Yeah, I think so. That's 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 a possibility. But he does look look good going forward, which is what he's known for. Um, yeah, he's just, definitely more mobile than Luke for sure. I feel like I just, him, yeah. Him him and Rashford on the left kind of had a had a little bit. They had something going there. It, it takes time. I think it'll look even better in the Champions League. I'm sure Alex will be starting then as well. Yeah, we have we have no choice, right? It's not like we have uh, another left back. I mean, Brandon could still play, but I don't really want to no, see Brandon. No, no, no. At the left back position. No, 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 no. Please, no. That's, yeah, exactly. That's that would be no, 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 no. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Uh, I think we should. We're probably uh, we're probably about to wrap it up here. Uh, Chris, is is any any last words? Do you want to? I don't know. Maybe you could talk about a little bit Istanbul next week, um, or or last final. It, it has to be a must-win for Istanbul. No, I have no more comments on our match this weekend. Yeah, we should just forget about it. I'm actually surprised we stretched it to around 40 minutes so far. Uh, that's we, we did go off tangent though. Credit to us. Credit to us. Though. Credit to us. Big up us. We are great podcasters. Thanks to all of our listeners. Who, exactly. If if so, I guess. I'll wrap it up here. Um, uh, yeah, so that's going to do it for us. Um, if there is anybody out there listening to this podcast, uh, 
you know, be sure to uh, follow us on Twitter. We have a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Um, we only have one follower, and that follower consists of Chris. So uh, if you guys could help us out with that follower count, that'd be great. Um, you know, we we tweet here and there, and then you know during during match day, we're 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 pretty active. So you can find us uh, at Stratford Chat. Um, so that's on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it from me and Chris here for, for the podcast. Um, and, uh, join us, uh, Wednesday when we, uh, do another post game, post game podcast against, um, Istanbul, Bashek Shahir. And we are hoping that it's a very different result from the last one. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us. And, uh, see you guys next time. All right. Cheers, everyone.